skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody whose ex is taking up so much space in their head. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are only here to offer our humble musings, so if it shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. I love it. All right, let's get into our letter. I love it. <laughs> our letter today comes from Bruised and Brokenhearted whose pronouns are he, him, and who's writing from Chicago, Illinois. Content warning for this letter, it does describe relationship violence. Hello, hello. My friend suggested this podcast to me last May after yet another time, quote, going on break with my now permanent ex-boyfriend, who I'll refer to as Jerry. But I went back to him without ever listening to an episode because I knew deep down that if I got the courage to listen, I would have to move on for good. Fast forward to October when I actually broke up with Jerry for what I thought was the last time. I gave him three months to move out and he finally did in mid-December and I moved five hours away to Chicago. 
But since we split up, we had continued talking and seeing each other to the point of creating a plan for him to move to Chicago and live separately, starting dating again and doing things, quote, the right way. Our visits have been magical. We had been honest, or so I thought, and I felt even better than falling in love with him for the first time. However, on our most recent visit, things seemed different. We had agreed to stop pursuing other romantic interests, but still were allowed to go on casual dates and have NSA sex with other partners. But since I'm apparently Nancy Drew, I discovered quickly via social media sleuthing that Jerry has been dating another guy. When I was visiting him, a friend of his pulled me aside and explained that essentially Jerry had two boyfriends, me and this new guy. And then I made the stupidest decision. I went through his phone and found not only messages exchanged between Jerry and this new guy that were incredibly romantic, but also years and years of explicit photos and videos exchanged with a dozen other guys, some of which were our close friends or his coworkers that we've hung out with many, many times over our three plus year relationship. I always had an inkling that this type of behavior was occurring, but Jerry was always quick to reassure me that that wasn't happening, even to the point of getting mad at me for thinking that he would engage in this type of behavior. Anyway, I confronted Jerry and explained how brokenhearted I was and that at this point he was going to be breaking my heart or this new guy's. My ex's reaction, violently attacking me and throwing me literally out of his house. This wasn't the first time he has attacked me. He has been diagnosed with BPD and stopped taking his medication years ago. I always gave him a pass because I have my own battles with mental health, but this was the final straw. However, my question doesn't have anything to do with the cheating or the violence. Truthfully, I had subconsciously known that I had to move on for good and cut off all communications for over a year. It just took me reading those messages, seeing the videos and photos to muster the courage to do it. Jerry is hashtag blocked on all channels, and I am feeling confident again about my self-worth, and I know that I have a bright future, but I cannot stop replaying those messages. They take up so much space in my head. I imagine Jerry and his new guy in the bed I bought him. I have dreams about telling the new guy the truth. I don't feel an ounce of desire to ever go back to Jerry, so why the fuck do I keep spiraling? I'm being haunted by those messages, photos, and videos. What can I do to get them out of my brain? Thank you for your help. Binging this pod over the last week has saved me from having to schedule daily check-ins with my therapist. Just Break Up is just a little cheaper than that. Aww. Oh, thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this letter. Uh, I do really take it uh, so to heart that you all trust us and think of us when you're going through hard stages of your life. Um, and we're, we feel very lucky to be the ones that um, receive that trust. So, yeah, you're going through it. You're going through it with a heartache that you knew should happen, that you know you wanted from a partner that you that you know you don't want to be with long time or long term or again ever but still your heart is saying like let me rub your face in it you know like <laughs> yeah. i feel like our brains so annoyingly fixate on the prickliest memories you know because it's like our brains are like sadists or whichever one likes the pain you know uh-huh, uh-huh. um and we we go back we go back as a form of anti acceptance you know mm. and I, t- I totally relate to this fixation, this obsession with the moving on. Um, so Sam and I are going to offer you maybe a couple ways to reroute these memories and thoughts um, that will lead you to a little bit more of a peaceful place, hopefully. But first, we have to take a very quick break. 
All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Bruised and heartbroken-hearted. Thank you again for writing to us and trusting us with this question. Um, First of all, I just want to say that I am so sorry that all of this has happened to you, right? It's hard enough to deal with cheating. It's hard enough to deal with relationship violence. It's hard enough to deal with um, 
going on and off and, and you're dealing with all of those things all at the same time. Um, so I just want to say that you didn't do anything to deserve this, um, that the, the way that you're feeling about this is really normal and makes a lot of sense given all of the stuff that you've yeah. been through in this relationship. And, and I'm really proud of you for putting this distance between you and Jerry for recognizing that that relationship wasn't a healthy or nutritious place for you and, and finding a way to block this person because he doesn't deserve you. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to have access to you. And he's proven himself to be really untrustworthy in lots of different ways. So uh, welcome here to this moment. Uh, I know that it's been a long mm. road to get you here and, and Sierra and I are here to sit with you in what it means to no longer be in this sort of m mindset of like sort of panic or instability and to finally find yourself in a place where it feels like the ground is settled underneath you and all of this stuff starts to come flooding back, right? You're safe now. And so your brain is like, okay, well now's the time when we start to process through the shit that we've just been through. And, and, yeah. and that's really challenging to have to deal with when you feel like you finally find a place where you can actually catch your breath. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I especially relate to the idea that you knew for like a year that you should get out of this relationship, but it mm -hmm. needed to have some sort of violent or it needed, it needed to have a pushing point. You needed to get to some sort of rock bottom to use a bad metaphor. But for sure. I really relate to that because in, in years past, in relationship past, when I felt like I had, I lost myself so much in partnerships that were that, required so much justification for their behavior that I stopped justifying why I was staying or not leaving. Do mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. I, I put all of my justifying energy into being like, well, they treat me like this for this reason, or I'm going to justify this behavior from me and them for this reason. For sure. And you're kind of, you're constantly in this you never get to the maintenance stage. You never get to the stage where you're just mm. at analyzing like how you're doing. You're always in this like fight or flight stage. Mm -hmm. And for, especially for anxious attached folks, like, or just folks who want to be <laughs> in a loving relationship. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's so easy to be like, well, it's not, a, it's, it's not fight or flight. It's stay, it's stay, it's stay, it's stay no mm -hmm. matter what, you mm -hmm. know? And now, you're out of that relationship and you're thinking, how the fuck did it take me a year to get out of that fucking relationship? And why the fuck does it still hurt so much when I think back on a relationship that I don't even want? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and for me, a lot of it comes down to just really accepting accepting the duality of it all. Like, mm. I don't want to be with this person. I miss their love. I, I don't like the way they treated me. It makes me sick to my stomach to think how they're treating another person better. Um, you know, it, it is that, it is all of that. I, for, if I was you, I would be trying to surround myself by friends that like Sam, that allowed for a multifaceted conversation of this person, you yep. know, that they were both bad and someone you loved that you were both, you know, a, a participant in this relationship and also kind of just going along with it. Like, how can you talk, how can you, how can you suss out the details of this relationship 
pull it pull it from you like like a splinter and analyze how you got here mm. and figure out what made you know for a year that you should get out of that relationship and 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 didn't like i would be looking back and thinking well how can i how can I advocate for myself more in the relationship moving forward? Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like right now, the biggest thing that I want you to do is take care of yourself, feel joy for yourself, feel love for yourself. For sure. And also, this is a great opportunity to say like, why didn't I listen to that instinct in me? Why did I prioritize the louder needs of someone else who wasn't treating me very well mm-hmm. over that that tiny voice in me saying I deserve better? I love that idea of like a a splinter that's like sort of stuck in us because it, you know, you talk about how you can't stop replaying those messages over and over in your head. And, and like, I don't know what the situation was, but I feel like I picture you just like sitting on a bed somewhere with, with his phone in your hand and like discovering new thing after new thing after new thing that totally like rips all of the foundation out from the relationship that you thought you were building. Right. And and the way that you're talking about how it like keeps replaying to me feels like a trauma response, right? Which which yeah. makes a ton of sense given like with in this picture that I have of you of like you discovering this thing and it just being blow after blow after blow after blow. And then of course the the trauma of actually being physically hurt by this person, right? Being attacked, being thrown yeah. out of his house. So part of me is like this thing that you're describing where you're like, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop going back to it. I can't stop sort of fixating. And all I want to do is just tell people how bad he is, how bad this thing was. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts, right? Like that for me sounds really like a, a way that folks who have experienced trauma process through that trauma and hold that trauma in a really intense way, Um and so I would encourage you to talk to your therapist. I know that you have one, which is really great to to talk to your therapist about this in a way that's not just about like, oh, I can't get over my ex, but is about like, how is this stuff sitting in your body, right? Does it feel like yeah. 10,000 splinters that you just like can't get out enough of, right? Does it feel like it's, it's yeah. sitting somewhere in you and you just can't figure out how to digest it, right? Like I always felt like the, the trauma that I was experiencing around my dad was like somewhere in my stomach and it was just like, I couldn't figure out a way to break it down enough to like let it pass through me. It was just there. It was just yeah. sitting there all the time. And, and I wonder if there's something about this experience that is just, you just can't let go of it because your brains just, and your heart are just not ready for it. Right. They're, they're sort of in this place of being like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Right. We need to tell people, we need to be focusing on this, this, what if this happens again? And, and I feel so, I feel so bad that that's something that you're experiencing around this because you didn't deserve any of it. You didn't ask for it. I know that you felt like you should have left a year before. And I think that's here is right. That there's something here to talk about. Like how do you get more in line with your intuition so that when it's bad, you know that you can get out even if it feels like you can't. But I also just want to say like, you didn't ask for any of this. You didn't deserve any of this. And I'm so sorry that you now have to be the one to figure out how to integrate this really awful experience into yourself in a way that's going to feel more whole or more, um, more digestible, I guess is the way that I would think about it. 
I also want to say that there's, you know, there was a line in your letter, like, you know, I just don't want to think about this stuff anymore. Or like, mm. how do I, oh, how do I so stop real. picturing him in the bed? Yep. Oh my God. Yes, I know. And I don't have a solution for you, but I do have a suggestion. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have those thoughts, say it out loud, say it. I'm going to think about something else or I'm going to reroute my thoughts right now. I am thinking about my ex with his boyfriend in a bed that I bought. Wow. That is such a painful process. I'm going to be like, or thought, thought, and I'm going to say, I don't want to think about this anymore. So I'm going to intentionally go open a book or open a text and, and text my friend and say, I'm thinking about my ex in a way that I don't want to. Can you, it's not about distraction, although it sounds like that's what I just suggested. I just mean, sometimes I think my thought process is uncontrollable. Right. And it may be, it may be so subconscious that I can't, we can't control the thoughts that we, that pop into our head, but we can choose different reactions to them. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, sometimes I have to stop my thoughts in their tracks. Like I have to call them out and be like, you are thinking obsessively about his apartment again. You know, what do we need to do to reroute this right now? Mm -hmm. Whether it's like go splash water on your face or talk it out with a friend or um, put on Netflix or put on a podcast or say, man, thinking about his apartment makes me really anxious. Why is that? What do I do to to relax my body so I can think about his apartment without getting anxious? Or what do I want to think about instead of this? It's not about a denial or like a, an undue responsibility on us to like always think positive thoughts. Like I'm not trying to say that, but I, I, as subconscious as our thought stream can be, I know that when we have those thoughts, the best thing I can do is identify that I'm having them and identify the moment. Like, Oh, I'm having those thoughts again. I'm in that thought cycle again. For sure. What can I do to get out of it? You know, yeah, just just no. naming what's happening. I'm absolutely on board with that. And and I think one of the things that could be helpful in this too is to like when those types of thoughts are coming up for you, reminding yourself like I'm safe, right? I'm thinking a lot about this. Yes. I'm sort of spiraling around it and just pausing and being like, okay, yep, absolutely. And in this moment, in the place that I'm in, I'm safe, right? I don't need to be spiraling yes. through this stuff in order to keep bad things from happening, right? I'm at home. I'm on my bed. It's okay. Or I'm on the the L. Like, it's okay, right? I'm not around this person anymore. And yes. that can be helpful to like disrupt some of that stuff where it's like about stuff that's not affecting us anymore, right? That is so distant from us that yes. it can't even hurt us anymore, but we're still in that place around it. And I love that idea of like getting inward too, because like part of this work that can be helpful also is that how do you believe yourself that this stuff was really shitty, that it was also, that it was really bad, that it hurt you really deeply. Cause sometimes I feel like when we've, when like something really bad has happened to us, there's this thing of being like, I want to call their their or their current boyfriend so that they know that this is what's happening or why can't people see how this right. happened right like why no one saw all of those texts so they'll never know what it was like to sit yes. there and see all of those videos over and over and over again they weren't there that night so they don't know what it was like to be attacked and to be thrown out right like this sort of feeling around it and and part of it is like how do we turn some of that inward, right? I want you to share about this. I want you to talk to your friends and to, to talk about how difficult this was for you. But part of it is also about coming back to yourself and saying like, I believe you, I believe. Sierra and I believe yes. how horrible this was. 
And I just need you to believe that like, it was horrible. This response, these reactions that you're having, the fact that you can't stop thinking about it makes sense given the fact that it was really bad. And we believe you, we believe how terrible it was. And, and I want you to also believe it so that you can then treat yourself with the kindness that you need, given that fact that this is all really terrible stuff that's happened to you. Yeah. Totally. And it's okay to miss someone you don't want to be with. Oh, for sure. It's okay to, to long for the affection and approval of someone you don't actually want in your life. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. We are, we are infinitely complicated in how our hearts, our heads yes. and our bodies work through the things that are happening yes. and have happened to us for sure. I totally agree. All right, my darling, um, we hope that you feel a little less alone in this. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. This brings us to the blind date segment of this week because it is Friday. Happy Friday, y'all. To this week, uh, we are going to send you home with it's a book. I mentioned this in last week's Friday episode, I think. Um, but it's a, it's a memoir that Sam suggested that I read called I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy is a former child actor who starred in iCarly and Sam and Cat on the Nickelodeon. And she writes this memoir that is heartbreaking and funny and uh, incredibly stark and real and painful and also relatable mm-hmm. about detailing her life as a former child actor, um, but m- more specifically her relation, her very controlling relationship with her mother, the the child abuse that she experienced with her mother, um, and her eating disorder. So there's lots of content warnings when it comes to this book, but something I really appreciate about this. Book, other than the fact that it was very easy and fun to read, mm-hmm. um, meaning like it's heavy content, turned the page so fast. Like I read this book in like, it felt like a day. <laughs> For sure. Um, um, but what I really appreciated about this book and why Sam suggested it for me is that it does a really amazing job of capturing the subtle ways in which our parental relationships impact our personalities, our search for approval, um, our relationships to our own bodies, our, our desires, things like that. And, and there, Jeanette's mother was definitely textbook abusive, a narcissist parent, um, who impacted her in so many ways. But what I appreciated most about Jeanette's writing is that it, it was like a snowball build slowly of these details of her childhood and her life and her relationship with her mom, these small details, these everyday things that were so normal to her and could seem normal, like, you know, a drop at a time. But if you put them all together, there's this like, there's this body of water, this of this abusive behavior that really shaped her entire personality and her entire life trajectory. Um, And so I I thought it just did such a good job of capturing those everyday ways that, that these emotionally immature or narcissistic parents can impact our worldviews and choices moving forward. So I just, 
like I read another review of it and it said that it was like number one on New York times for like 10 weeks straight or something. So I'm not the first person to suggest this <laughs> it to was you a big all, book I'm for sure. sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I finally got my hands on it and I'm so glad that I did. So it's called, I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. I wholeheartedly uh, agree with that blind date. Cause I loved that book a lot. Yeah. Thanks for the wreck. No problem. Technically, it's Sam's blind date. <laughs> it's okay. I, I will let you have it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in more content from us, or if you're interested in getting our episodes ad-free, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. Also, if you don't want more content from us, but just want to support us for the work that we're doing making yes. this podcast, you can also just give us $5 a month through Patreon, and we would so appreciate it. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find them. And remember, we cannot always control the paths our thoughts travel along, but they don't have to travel alone. We can be compassionate for ourselves we can greet each thought with tenderness and understanding. Of course, we feel this way. Of course, it feels hard. Of course, we're thinking about someone like this. When we have hard thoughts, it's just another opportunity to respond to ourselves with compassion. And if all else fails, just break up.